Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Loud, loud quiet. quiet. Ooh, empty nester. Okay. What, is that? what does that mean? Yeah, I think that actually probably is the theme of yeah. the empty what? nest. Mm. What are we what doing? Are we doing? Let's do this. Let's do this thing. I don't know if I'm recording. Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, great. Sans Dude. children. Dude. Just us. We need a tissue box up here. To follow along on our journey and maybe, you know, we can learn from others. Yeah. I don't have a clue how to be empty nester. This, this is the loud, quiet, living, living the, the empty, empty nest. nest. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 28. Thank you again for those that are listening. Thank you for those that are following, sharing, and it's been fun. And here we are at episode 28. I say that too many times, but it does somewhat amaze me. Uh, thanks, We've y'all. stuck with it. <laughs> We're still here. That's right. You can't get rid of us, YouTube. I, <laughs> I mean, we really do it for us. That's right. So. And I guess maybe, you know what, generations from now, we'll have this audio and video trove of, oh, that's what great, great Granny Denton was like when they, you know, implanted in the chip in their head and just absorb it. So, and yeah, so here we are with a, a, a unique topic today. Well, yes. So it is interesting because last week before we had our content, which was ample content, um, I had actually we been didn't even thinking. Tell all the stories, no, yeah. I'd actually been thinking about okay, what are some topics that we haven't really covered yet um, that don't necessarily affect us but could affect others. And I actually thought about, well, you know what? Divorce is probably one that I'd like to explore to see what. Well, okay, I don't want to explore. <laughs> well, interesting. Yeah. I don't think you can just dabble with it. I don't think you can dabble. Yeah, this is not going to be like a reveal uh, episode. <laughs> so no, but you know, keep to, listening. You never know. <laughs> I wanted to see some statistics and that kind of thing, and it was so interesting because Sunday in church. It was the subject, the subject of the sermon was divorce. divorce. And I was like, okay, interesting. So, um, so yeah, I just thought that I would, you know, we could talk about um, just what, I don't know how to put this, but we will get into what I found and also tie it back to um what you know our lives what we've been through in certain cases and that kind of thing so there's an evolution to marriage yeah. that mm-hmm. takes its if a, a natural path that takes you to an empty nest phase so mm-hmm. this is this is a conversation about a lot of that yeah. journey and that's what the you know when our pastor Jim was doing it last week and he put up this chart and we were sitting there and going uh-huh Uh Uh-huh. And for those of you who are listening, it was a marital satisfaction along the timeline of a marriage that, you know, stays together. And, you know, when you're, it starts with married without children and it's... The highest it could possibly uh be. Yes. Very happy. Very, (laughs) you know, um, and it goes all the way through. And, you know, the, the, one of the first kind of low is when you have your preschool children when the oldest one is five. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, we were the, I mean, we were there. We were not talking divorce, but we were struggling in our marriage yeah. at that time. Our relationship was not a warm, connected, 
uh, you know, fruitful relationship to use kind of fancy words. Uh, no, we weren't separated or anything yeah. like that, but we were definitely not connected. Yeah. And we knew that we needed to do something. So we did. We went away and tried to figure some things out. And obviously, what did it we worked. use to fix it? Travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Common theme. Yeah. So, yeah. So we thought that this was interesting because then as you get towards empty nest, it goes. When you're in the empty nest, the satisfaction goes back up for that's what you would hope that it would do for. Well, but here's the, the key of this graph. And that was kind of the theme that Jim was bringing into this. And it's for those that stick, stick through right. this. Mm -hmm. Right. So it is empty nest to retirement, empty nest to the death of the first spouse is an up and to the right chart yeah. for most. And these are there's four different studies. Either way, it still goes up in mm -hmm. a general sense. His point was stick through it. Yes. And they're dark phases in early parts mm -hmm. of marriages. There are dark phases in middle phases. And well, turns out <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a story to be told in the empty nest as well. Yeah. And that's what I discovered. I didn't even realize that it has a term and it's called gray divorce, which, which makes, I'd never heard yeah, that no, term before. I hadn't either. When I saw that, because I just really Googled divorce in empty nest. Mm -hmm. And this, it said, oh, that's the gray divorce. So yeah, um, we just threw the definition of what they described it as. Um, a co this was some law firm or company, I don't know. But, um, and it's just basically law couples in long lasting marriages that start to divorce after the age of 50. Right. And I, the divorcing oh. people may be called silver splitters. Oh, I like that. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I don't. Wait, right. we have to caveat no. like everything yes. we say here. I don't the term, like it, yeah, but no, those no. terms kind no, of funny. the terms are, yeah. So, like the um, silver splitter sounds like something that you might ride at Disney or Six Flags. <laughs> oh, did you take the silver splitter? Or like splitter? a dance team. An old, you know, like a. Oh, I like that. They do. That. My, mo my mom mm. has seen, there's some older dance yeah. group that you know i think i've seen but, them perform at nba yeah, games and stuff right uh -huh. you get the the, the yeah. silver hair the the granny uh -huh. dancing yeah so yeah so we didn't even realize that yeah this is a term yeah. and when i was doing some more research you know it said that the the percentages for since 1990 for people over the age of 50 has doubled in divorces the percentages and over the age of 65 has tripled. Yeah. So. And we did talk know, about that. It's likely coming off of a lower numeric base. So sure, the, the percentages, but, regardless of whether it comes off of low base or not, right. when you're talking about doubling and tripling. There's yeah. a trend. There's a reality here yeah. that is a challenge for. Well, and even when I think back to when we were younger, you know, if, if parents were getting divorced, it was very much, oh my gosh, you know, our, like our friend age group. Yeah. You know, it was not a common thing. And I don't know if it's because we weren't aware of people that had parents that would be empty nesters because we weren't. No, no, no. I'm talking about like, like our, our parent, like when oh, we that. were younger. This was and. Oh, okay. This was the But idea. I was just talking about how divorce has gotten oh more yeah common amongst the entire age absolutely range. and i think yeah. what this is showing is that it's that you have this you have this conventional wisdom i'd say that says if you've made it to empty nest through all the increases that you were we are talking about here that the conventional wisdom is ah mm -hmm. you've made it 
And this has proven, no, you yeah, haven't made yeah. it. There's work to be done. Right. And I think that's what, and I heard a, a, a podcast this week, which was a pop culture podcast that I listened to, but they had a therapist on because one of the reality shows that I watch, one of the characters or people who have been on there <laughs> since the very beginning, and she's around our age, their youngest is 16, and they are getting divorced. Mm. And I thought it was interesting listening to the therapist. She said, you know, when you've been together with someone like we have, we've been together since our early, early 20s. Right. I mean, I was barely, you know, 21. Mm -hmm. So we have now spanned, you know, we're going into our third decade together. Right. No, fourth, I guess. Actually, fourth going into, into, into fourth, our yeah, fourth decade we've finished together. finished three decades. If you think, you know, we've both changed individually, but if you don't continue to change together as a couple, then yeah, when you don't have the kids that are binding you, then you're either going to split mm -hmm. or, she said, or it's going to bring you closer together because you've already been fostering that relationship for those past four decades yeah. so and that that made when you told me that we were talking about this yesterday before we were kind of thinking about what we do and when you told me that story it really did resonate in the sense that there's so much that the kid glue can mask and that's really what that mm -hmm. point is is that you could be separating individually culturally entertainmently even spiritually like you could be separating but because you still have to come together for the kids dance come together for the sports come together for whatever that looks like mm -hmm. you have this faux rhythm of togetherness that if you're separating in a, a yeah. metaphorical way once the kid glue's gone where are you well and I think, too, just not even the activity aspect of it, but just the things that your kids go through. If we're not on the same page and we're not backing each other up yeah. and coming together to help them as well, yeah. you know, I think that probably, really you point. know, that that bonds you yeah. more than, you know, when you're <laughs> dealing with something that your kid is going through. Or that your kid yeah, is done. Done, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've, we some... We've been on both sides, so yeah. Mm -hmm. we've, had, we've had some yeah. he healthy bonding. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thanks, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that can, you know, <laughs> sorry, lead to, like you said, make or break. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this one article I found, it just had, um, this is from a mediation company, and we will put the the we'll get the links, links in, the show, in the show notes. But it's called equitablemediation.com. There, it was an ad, but it had some really good things because they were like, "Please come to try to mediate before you take things further to yeah. trial and that kind of thing." So it's probably cheaper, um, easier, has yeah. a higher success. I don't know if it yeah. necessarily does. By the way, before we get into this, I I cannot wait to see what your ads are going to be going forward in your social media. Oh, I know. I meant to do it on the laptop instead of my It still phone. would connect to I you. know. Yeah, I now imagine. I'm going to get all kinds of, You're yeah. going to be peppered with and, divorce attorneys. Yeah, or match.com. Yeah, that's I'm right. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get all. Do you know what your husband is doing tonight? <laughs> yeah. You know, those kind of ads. Put a, trackers that's for right. like your car. <laughs> How to put an Apple AirTag in your husband's car. <laughs> 
Uh, go ahead. So, You'll yeah. be bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know where I'd put it on your truck. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, Anyways, but yeah. So, um, what are we talking about? Yeah. And I would like to say, you and I this week did the two things that probably a lot of couples would cause a divorce. We went furniture shopping <laughs> and we went clothes shopping. <laughs> And we made it through both. Totally we fine. We did. We made it through furniture shopping. We even made it through furniture shopping. Self-delivery yeah. and installation. Thank and you to neighbors, Jim and Eric yes. for helping me with mm -hmm. the installation as well. Yeah. So yes, we did survive some things. It wasn't Ikea though. <clears throat> that might have killed us. Oh no. But I think we've learned that I go and do the pre, yeah. I narrow it down, and then you come in and go, okay, okay, or no, or whatever. Yep. So so yeah. So, But this was... Um, 10 distinct reasons that a couple pursues divorce when they have an empty nest. And this was what this group compiled. Um, an unstable marital foundation. We've already kind of talked about that being, well, you know. What you bring into the empty nest will only be amplified by the existence of the empty nest. And I thought this was an interesting point. They said, think back to when you and your spouse were talking about having kids. Was one of you coerced into having kids more on board with having kids was there one of yeah. you who did and they said that they are seeing is causing a big an, divide after the kids are gone that's interesting so, like, yeah that I, one, when you told me that or, mm -hmm. and i'm telling you that that one's interesting because i would think that after 18 20 22 years of kid raising <laughs> that would be in the past and to think that there could be a kernel of that carried yeah. forward yeah um the second one is too many years of marital neglect which, you know, that happens when you have kids, they absorb all of your time, especially if you are a stay at home mom and you're out working all day and I am caring for them all day. You know, I re still remember some study I was in, Bible study, I think that, you know, they called it the touch tighter. Yeah. And they're like, when you've had your kids all over you all day and your husband comes home and wants to kiss or hug you and you're like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. um, that is, and uh, if those that were watching on video may have seen me physically react to the it's normal to give all of your time. I think that's the important thing, and I don't know how many people are listening that are pre empty nester in the you know, earliest stage of marriage. Don't give all of your time yeah. to the kids, and I will say that in phases we did a good job of that, and it helps us today. A lot of what's described here is. If you've already gotten to that point, it's too late too to fix late, yeah. the past. But mm -hmm. these are things that if you aren't there yes. yet, you need how to be going you? on dates. You need to be taking vacation. And I get it. We, again, were very fortunate. We had parents that lived close. We had mm -hmm. another set of parents that took yep. the kids a couple of times or sometimes. But, um, you know, my parents were heavily involved mm -hmm. in. So as we approach being grandparents, mm -hmm way down the line we need to be aware yeah. of offering that support to our children as well and that i think that could be what some of our listeners are starting to get into yeah that it's now. not just about because you just gave me a little bit of a twist i know we got to speed up I certainly know, yeah. i could talk about these forever but in my head i was like oh that's how we connect with our grandkids and all that kind of stuff it's that also conscious choice of this is how you're supporting your children's mm -hmm. healthy marriage yeah. not manipulating or getting involved and answering questions or trying to tell mm -hmm. them what to do, but just being there as support yeah. as a way to help them have a healthy yeah. marriage. 
Um, number three, staying together for the kids. We kind of already talked about that. If you've done that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> number four, I'm, I'm laughing about a phrase, and I don't know. We may uh, put this out or not, but the, we handled uh, our choice. We didn't stick together for the kids. We said that oh, the first yeah. <laughs> person that suggested divorce uh-huh. had to keep the kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now it's the cat. I said that to you last week when we walked out of the. Divorce them. I said, okay, new one. Whoever leaves now yeah. has to take the cat. Whoever suggests divorce so, keeps the cat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number four, differing attitudes about the empty nest. Yeah. Um, and th- this one really kind of talked about, you know, a lot of it revolved around what are you doing with your kids' rooms? Did you change something? Well, we converted this playroom to our podcast we studio. have a time-lapse video that shows it and i still remember tegan was like oh what well, now what are y'all doing i said okay look <laughs> <laughs> you have other rooms in this house yeah. that you can go to we're- so but yes <laughs> i could see that though if we were misaligned on that now you and i were not this was there was no fight or discussion here yeah i could see that but no 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 we need to keep the kids stuff around no and i think uh, and it says as a couple of other examples are like, oh, does one of you want to go on an exotic vacation? Right. And the other one does it, you know, so. We did a lot of that daydreaming before, mm-hmm. even without really thinking about emptiness. I think retirement was more how we spoke of it. it. Exactly that. Have those daydreaming conversations and those can help you offer exposure to if you aren't aligned yeah. with some of that. And I remember you would do that a lot, like especially on our, I think on our anniversary a lot when we would be out to dinner and the kids were little and you would say, okay, where do you see us? And mm. so, and I would be like, I don't know. I just want to focus on that. <laughs> I but, knew now, that be- <laughs> but now I am glad we've done that because we have been able to I just wanted to, to follow that list before that list got uh-huh, created. <laughs> um, number five is not letting go. And that's, you know, responding to you know the mom or dad that is having trouble letting go of their kids being out of the you know do recognizing uh, that you're in a different stage of life and and not choosing to evolve into that stage of life i do like this (laughs) did you both stay awake all night until you heard a key in the door and knew your kid got home safely or was one of you sound asleep while the other one anxiously stared out the window? No, we were both asleep. <laughs> really, 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 really asleep. <laughs> Which, are we bad parents? <laughs> we could see in the morning. Yeah, I could. Yeah. But, oh, I, I didn't. Did you hear him? Nope, I didn't hear him. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, yeah, his door's closed. All right, yeah. he's there. That I have done, gotten up to make sure the yeah. door was closed. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, loss of identity. So, you know, I think I think this probably falls more in our generation on the mom probably. And and I did. I felt like that. I was like, okay, you know, I've been doing their laundry. I've been buying their groceries. I mean, it's not like I've stopped doing those things, but a lot yeah. of my identity was probably wrapped up in being their mom. And um, that is, and I'm going to go back to the conventional wisdom. I think you are right. I think I underappreciated it. And I think maybe others underappreciate what the you know stereotypical dad role. Well, some of my identity is gone too, in that I'm no longer the dad of a ret. I'm no longer yeah, the yeah. dad mm-hmm. of a soccer a player. Mm-hmm. I'm not the dad of that. It's and thankfully neither you nor I really kind of 
wanted our success to be our kids' success. You still, though, recognized and proudly wore, actually physically Uh wore, but also metaphorically wore the badge of, I'm a soccer Mm -hmm. dad, I am a Rhett's dad. And and as that has gone away, and maybe a little bit now I'm a (laughs) Arizona dad and an Mm -hmm. Arizona State dad still, that's an evolution for the dad too. that's a good point. And, you know, I think too, you, you know, lost your sports buddy that you know and your video game buddies that's right i (laughs) did lose both of them and well they took the video games away too but we're not gonna go down that path again so but yeah (laughs) but so that one is you know nintendo would like to sponsor an episode and give me a switch i'd be more than happy to consider that conversation thank you okay number seven biological and physiological aging related challenges so (laughs) you know this one the I would say the main point is the sex life, you know, testosterone levels drop uh, for men and, you know, menopause, hormonal changes. Absolutely. Like there's the physical elements of sex, right? Mm. Edie and everything else that can affect. I think there's two, and I can't remember whether it was Jim or Paul or somebody else using this phrase. And it was, you need to be attract like your attraction your type of woman or your type of man needs to be the person that you're married to and they're going to evolve over time so when your spouse is a 50 year old woman when your spouse is a 50 year old man that's who you're attracted to and so i think some of that is also just the natural evolution of aging mm-hmm. things look different <clears throat> things hang differently things <laughs> shape differently hair isn't quite as <laughs> flowing as it once was right and so recognizing that and that hasn't it hadn't been a challenge for me i haven't asked you that directly but that recognition of no you're what you're attracted to needs to evolve as well and yeah. if that isn't the case do something about that right and you know we are both two very active health conscious people so mm-hmm. neither one of us except when i was pregnant have gained a you know not that weight gain is the most but you know, that, and I don't weight even... Weight gain has an element of attraction. Sure. So we'll just go ahead and, and say it, And right? I don't equate weight gain with, because it happens. <laughs> Our bodies change as we're getting older. But if you're not being active and moving in some way, then you need to probably, you know, figure out something for yeah, this one if, has if, an, if you're laying on the couch all day and not, yeah. you know. This one probably has a, a, a both element to it of, you should, I should be doing what I can to take care of you. Either said, "Hey, hmm, uh, yeah, early like this was not empty nest, but yeah, it looks like you're a little, <laughs> little softer than you once were." I forget the wording, um, and if that's yes, no, I did do that in a loving way and, and that sort of thing, right? Because, it, but not because I wasn't. Let me take the, not because I was losing my attractiveness yeah. towards you, because well, you had gone through a phase where you weren't working out. Oh yeah, you weren't. No, I wasn't you healthy. know, and so I needed you to get. Yeah. back into yeah a unless healthier, you wanted to actually cash in the place. life insurance yeah. policy yeah that was why i did that not yeah. because i lost my attractiveness fair point and you, I, what, yes. what i'm saying though with this one is it, it's kind of a both and i know i just didn't want me to sound like some <laughs> yeah it's usually me. the reverse yeah. like you know. get on the scale like i make you weigh in every morning <laughs> so. i'm gonna blink twice and y'all can know <laughs> Uh okay, number eight, loss of employment. I I guess this one could, you know Age discrimination be, is real yeah. in mm-hmm. careers and 
I can see why this would be a big deal in the empty nest. Yeah. I mean – Because it can be hard. There's some folks that once you've been laid off in your 50s, it can be almost impossible to reconnect with the corporate yeah, world. Yeah, and that's – and, you know, this one – you know, I mean, I know a lot of people know our story, but yes, I mean, we've been through this one a lot. Ten plus job changes yeah, before I started my marriages, own company. Yes. And so it did. I can see how, I mean, I understand. Yeah. It puts strain on your marriage. And uh-huh. so I can I can understand if you're now in your 50s, 60s and it happens to you. Yeah, we're There's a lot really less hope. worrying about yeah. that There's a next lot less hope. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Uh, conflict over continuing caregiving responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And this one talked about boomerang kids coming back. Mm-hmm. And then also, like we've discussed before, now we're in the sandwich generation where we're taking still caring for the kids to some point, but we're also caring for our parents. Mm-hmm. And so that one, I, I know, can, yes, cause, you know, luckily, you, you know, I feel like we have both been supportive with the, you need to go down to Austin, go take care. You know, I've never given you any pushback on that. And very supportive. It will be the same, you know, when, uh, you know, we're, if, if we come to that with my parents and that kind of thing. That one, we've, we could talk about that one a lot more. We'll skip it for now, but we've had a lot of conversation around that, but that can introduce a lot of stress. Oh, there's 10. Okay, it's like, where is it? Um, oh, this one was the one that we talked about yesterday. Too much time on their, my hands. And we're like, what is that? We're trying to, you know. I didn't fr- understand it. Well, and then when we kind of read it, it's almost what you talked about. You know, our friend groups, when the kids were here, were the Rhett's parents, soccer parents, you know, cheer parents. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those groups have sure. still continued. Um, but it just talked about how you get pulled out, out of that. And if you haven't established relationships in other areas, then yeah, there's a lot of downtime that you're going to have that, you know, there's only so much I, I, I understand, but there's only so much TV that you can watch. I mean, <laughs> I know I watch a lot of it, but um, I and, and you know, I think and, this is one of those that there's an element of there's a mixture of idle hands or the devil's workshop, right? So if suddenly you have too much time in your hand, then you might find yourself focusing on the other nine. Yes. Or and, eyes yeah. wander, those kind of things. Yeah. And I think there's an element too, as we explored this, of resentment to the other person having too much time on their Mm. hands. If one is still staying completely busy in a career or something else and the other just gets all those free time or something like that. No, I'm no. Are are you saying? No, I'm not. Are you you about to drop a bomb? No, because you're actually still very active. But I meant like, you know, if you truly were right. And I think there's a resentment that could come in in that pre-retirement phase or even post-retirement. And then do you, if one person is successful at securing empty nest friend groups and the other isn't, mm-hmm. that can be a real challenge yeah. because the one who hasn't secured the empty nest friends looks to the spouse to be the end yeah. all and be mm-hmm. all of the friendship relationship, and that's not healthy. Yeah. So all of that, I think, is woven and, there. Yeah, and I think it said you know, in here that, yes, if you have a lot of time to sit around, then you start realizing, oh, maybe our marriage isn't all that we thought it was you suddenly yeah a little too much time to think so yeah 
So those were the 10 things that um, this group put together that they had seen in their office as the major issues. So now we had an article that was six tips to prevent a gray divorce. There we go. Um, And this was from the blue moon senior counseling.com, which, you know, I don't even know if uh, it may be on here. See, Oh yeah, it is. It's the last one. So um, number one, keep going on dates. Yeah. And, and like you addressed, start them before you're in this emptiness phase. If you can, as we've talked about these six though, if you haven't, so what? Do yeah, it now. now. Mm-hmm. If you've got yeah. a, a, a marital disease creeping in, well, here are things that you mm-hmm. can do. So if yeah. you haven't dated, start it now. Yeah. Um, embrace each other's hobbies, which... I've embraced TV. Yeah. You've embraced hiking. <laughs> and, you know, we need to... Now that it, now that the weather is actually getting nicer, then we can start doing some of the other things. Yeah. Like, we still want to do pickleball. We still... You know, we went and played frisbee golf once. We want to do that again. Yeah. So we've got things that we want to do. Um, music, we've started getting back into some live music. Number three, show appreciation. Um, again, that's just, you know, this kind of goes along with the love languages kind of thing. It and- does. To your point, though, is I like how you start us talking about we've been in a relationship uh, for three decades, entering the fourth decade. It can be really easy to just go on autopilot oh, sure. and go straight into inertia. Or even let's say you have a healthy marriage. I think that's probably your higher risk because guess what? Oh, we're healthy. I don't need to show you mm-hmm. love. And it's I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning going, eh, I'm gonna screw my spouse over. But it's the it's the flip of mm-hmm. wait, because of that inertia, I need to think of how do I honor Clancy? Right. How do I honor my spouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, number four is discuss finances. And, you know, this one, again, so important, and you should be doing this along your entire marriage, because I do know people now that are in our phase and some that are losing their spouses, and they know nothing about the finances. So, you know, you just need to have open dialogue, especially because that's the, you know, money is the, I think, still the number one reason for divorce across the board. This one, I... I wish we had more time to talk about this. This is so important, especially when one spouse is the financial, the CFO of the the family and the other spouse is a COO or something Mm. like that, right? Well, if I were to pass away, you need to know everything Mm. about the finances. Um, When my dad unexpectedly passed away, my mom was the one who was the financial person. So she knew Mm -hmm. I cannot even imagine what would have happened if she didn't because the complexity is off the charts. Mm Everything from tactically, like, no passwords. Oh, to, yeah, that's, like, yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you've got most of your funds in Vanguard, well, every spouse needs to know that password mm-hmm. so that things can be done. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise it takes a long time to get things done. Uh-huh. Okay, prepare for health issues is five. Um, you know, we, we're starting, and we have already been down this path from, one removed, you know, and so um, this was just, I think, being aware of still staying, you know, seeing your doctor, getting things checked. Yeah. You know, as you get older, there's other things that you have to add to your checks. So, and this is uh, whether it says it or not, this is about things like long term care insurance. Mm-hmm. This is about end of life discussion. These are, these are things that are important to have locked down, secured, and nailed. Yeah. 
Yeah. And again, and I just saw this, you, you know, you need to be on the same page about things too. Yeah. You know, that's, that's another thing. So, yeah, so I mean, have a conversation about it. Well, yeah. And I even like, I like this. Yes. Have a conversation about, you know, what do you do when one spouse gets sick? Do you know what the other spouse would want? We have definitely had those conversations, but I even said when we were at your mom's uh, memory care the other day, and I just said, um, if I'm ever incapacitated and I have to come to something like this, and I can't remember if I said this in the last one or not, but um, I want neutrals, blacks, and grays as my clothes. It's all about the fashion. (laughs) It wasn't about my comfort, my care, my medical, but but do I look good? (laughs) (laughs) And then the last one was work with a counselor. And yes, we are very much pro-therapy. Absolutely. If you cannot figure it out with each other, then find someone that you both agree on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know there's certain cases where one or the other doesn't want to go if, by yourself. Yeah. Go by yourself and, and improve then, yourself you know, and, yeah. and work on mm-hmm. yourself. And sometimes, no, I'm not a therapist. I can't possibly no. say anything beyond just the columns that I but read. We've learned the whole thing of, you know, draw a circle, around. draw a circle around yourself and work on everything that's inside that circle. Yeah. That's at every marriage retreat that you always go to because you can't change the other person. And you, you can't have to change draw, You can't kind of extend your yeah. circle around just a part of your spouse. Yeah. No, no, not at all. So well, they, there you go. Yeah. Ten, ten reasons why, watch out, man. And then six on what you need to be doing. Yeah. So that, you know, February's wrapping up the month of love. So we figured we'd end with <laughs> the divorce topic. All right. So, yeah. But, yeah, we do have a text this week from Tanner. And this is... Uh, you know, senior year text. So, uh, well, I'll just read it first. Tanner, so many tour groups on campus today making me feel old. Mm-hmm. And it is. It was because we happen to know it was Valentine's Day five years ago mm-hmm. that we took his tour as of the three of us yeah. at Arizona State. He's that wide-eyed pre-freshman wandering around wondering what this place looks yeah. like. And now he's the grizzled senior yeah. uh-huh. looking at these youngins. Well, and that's what you said. You said, don't you remember we were looking around like, who are all these old guys here? And we're like, now, Tanner, you're one of those old guys. Yeah. <laughs> so. and I, it's going to really hit when we take his pictures on Palm Walk because yeah. that's what we saw in those early days mm-hmm. of people taking their pictures on yeah. Palm Walk. Like, well, graduation, huh, that's so far away. Yeah, and when we were talking to him yesterday, you know, it it's just, it's flown by. I mean, I just can't believe he's about to graduate from college. It's crazy, so. Easy. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I won't be fine when we have that, probably, that episode, but I'm fine. So, well, Very good. Yeah. Well, uh, Clancy, I'm glad you, you, you brought this one to us, inspired by some external factors coming in. I mm-hmm. think it's so important. You're going to talk about some of the darker things that can happen so that we can help make sure they don't and, happen. And again, I do. we do need to put a caveat on there that we do understand there are some reasons that we're not in here that oh, you know we are not let's say some of them yeah, like, yeah. If, if we're talking about cases of abuse yeah. if we're talking about mm. you know extreme manipulation yeah, and that's just, that's yeah. not what we're talking we're talking about no. just typical marital yes. conflicts that yes. is that's yeah. not when we say push through there are categories mm-hmm. that do not qualify for just push through right so 
right. but keep there pushing through for the ones that you, you do. So yeah, well, <laughs> a unique, or, or should I say it in the old NBC style, a very special episode of <laughs> <laughs> The Loud Quiet, Living, Living the, the Empty, empty Nest. nest.